the best performing large cap healthcare stocks of 2014, and what to expect for 2015. This is Industry Focus. Hi, fools. Healthcare analyst Michael Douglas here with uh, contributor Todd Campbell. Todd, I, I, I have got to say, I uh, really appreciate your choice in navy blue sweater today. For those who are listening, uh, Todd and I appear to be wearing what is very close to the same sweater. So I, I applaud you, sir. It's a Tuesday. Of course it's navy blue sweater day. <laughs> maybe we should make that a thing from now on. I don't know. Uh, maybe, that's the, uh, maybe that's the plan. Um, so we're, we're talking today about um, the large cap healthcare stocks that have returned the most in 2014 and kind of what folks can expect in 2015. And in fact, we'll even talk about what our favorite picks are for 2015 out of that bunch. Um, but let's start with just a couple that I found really surprising on that list. Uh, number seven, Centene Corporation. This is a it's, it's an insurer. We don't usually see huge price returns in insurers. What's the story here, Todd? Well, it really comes down to Medicaid expansion. I mean, after the Supreme Court said that states had to opt in um, to expand Medicaid to more people, a lot of people thought, hey, what's really the upside here for these private Medicaid insurers? And that's what mm -hmm. Zentine does. So I think that the fact that the because you know 25 states embraced it this past year and millions of more people have signed up to for medicaid coverage um 17 investors have obviously <laughs> become much more enthusiastic um and for good reason i mean for every person that signs up the way that the contracts are negotiated with the states um they get you know profit drops immediately to their bottom line so it's a good business to be in, and apparently that, that came through in, in the share price this year. Yeah, well, and it's interesting because with Medicaid expansion, I mean, most of sort of the easier states that we're going to expand have already, right? I mean, you've got um, uh, a lot of your bigger states already have. Texas, of course, is a holdout. Um, you know, Pennsylvania and Michigan, uh, Tennessee just recently announced that they're expanding Medicaid. Um, but it's kind of like, well, it's going to be kind of like a state-by-state -state battle after this. And so I'm not sure how much additional upside I see for Medicaid, uh, Medicaid insurers' bottom line sort of over the long term. I feel like maybe a lot of it's kind of gotten baked in by now. I think it's going to be a steady-as-she-goes kind of stock. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, it's very rare that companies that are the leaders in one year go on to be the leaders in the next year. Right. And, you know, so even if Centene does well, I'd be surprised to see it on this list at this time next year. Sure. No, that's, uh, that's fair enough. Okay, so let's, let's see who else is on the list. Uh, Allergan, probably no surprise, uh, coming in at number three. Uh, what with the soap opera that was the Valiant uh, and Allergan um, uh, negotiations, I guess is the word, and then of course activist PLC coming in as the uh, as the white knight. Uh, probably no huge surprise there. Yeah, and I guess the real winner there were shareholders. I mean, the board yeah. held out, and the board was right to hold out. You know, as with all the the back and forth and court cases between activist investor Bill Ackman, who had taken a stake and tried to negotiate a deal for Valiant to buy originally. Um, when all was said and done, $66 billion uh, was pretty compelling. Yeah. And, uh, and the number one, I would say probably the most shocking company on this list for me, um, Edwards Life Sciences, a med tech company, not a biotech. The, the number one uh, biggest price return for a large cap healthcare stock in 2014, at least thus far. Uh, what's, yeah. that, what's the story there? Yeah, I mean, shares doubled. Uh, it, that's pretty remarkable for a company yeah. like that, you know. 
And I think what it really just came down to is that you've got a company that has a, a, a growing niche market. You know, treating chronic heart disease, if, if you've got a heart valve that's faulty, you need to get it fixed. It's not discretionary. Um, and a lot of those patients, if they're very ill, open heart surgery is not the best decision. Um, so, you know, Edwards has a new product that is minimally invasive that allows people to do those surgeries uh, more easily. And I think a lot of people are thinking, wow, you know, either maybe somebody steps in and acquires Edwards at some point, or, you know, Edwards really just continues to earn away market share. Uh, again, though, I'd be surprised if it makes the list for next year. Oh, totally shocked. Well, I mean, the thing with med tech is just that you often see kind of these slow and steady growth companies, but that doesn't usually catch people's imagination like a, like a hyper-growth biotech does. Um, so, so looking at this list, who's your, uh, uh, of, these, of these top 10 stocks, which one's your favorite for 2015 of the bunch? Yeah, there are a couple that I like, but I'd say out of all of them, um, it's Regeneron that really appeals to me the most. I think that, you know, they have a great drug in Ilia already approved that's a top seller. Uh, it's used to treat vision loss in certain patients uh, with age-related macular degeneration and diabetic uh, macular <laughs> edema. Um, the drug is already putting out almost a $3 billion a year run rate, but that's not the reason that I like it so much for next year. It's the PCSK9 drug that it's working on that I think could be the big mover. And, uh, you know, that's because that drug is used it's basically a bad cholesterol-busting drug. And those PCSK9 drugs are, they offer a lot of hope for patients who have stubborn bad cholesterol levels. And anything that you can do to reduce the likelihood of heart disease, I think, is a billion-dollar uh, drug potential. Oh, yeah. Well, and when you, and Alirocumab is the drug, and, and they have it, uh, uh, they're um, uh, developing it with Sanofi, which again, always a good sign when you've got a big, uh, a big pharma involved and, uh, and closely kind of part of that um, conversation. Um, yeah, they actually own a stake in them. Yeah, they do. Yeah, it's a uh, 20 something percent now, I believe. Yeah, and you know, you look at that and you say, well, what could really the market be for these drugs? Well, statins are still the most widely prescribed uh, drugs in America. Um, and those are obviously prior generation cholesterol drugs. Um, Lipitor was probably the best known of them. That drug at one point had sales of 13 billion a year at its peak. Now, I don't think that we're going to get anywhere near that with this class of drugs. Right. But I could definitely see this being another significant blockbuster drug, which would then mean that Regeneron has two of them on the market. And, you know, that's worth a premium. You know, analysts think that earnings next year are going to be up about 19% from 2014. Um, that's really solid growth for, for a company like this. Um, admittedly, the shares aren't cheap, so we should probably disclose that right out yeah. front. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's very fair. But, you know, as you noted, you pay a premium for quality. Um, and... Um, when you do look at Regeneron's pipeline, uh, it's got a number of uh, exciting drugs in phase three. It's got several in phase two and one. Um, they've got a really, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm pretty excited about their process. I, I think um, when I talk with some of the other healthcare analysts in-house, you know, Max Macaluso and some of the others, uh, we, we regularly are just like, wow, it is, it is a great company. 
I don't know if it's cheap enough, but it is a great company. So that's that's your that's your best bet for 2015. I think so. I like that one the most. Um, I'm also going to give a shout out to a name that I, I full disclosure, I own, uh, which is Medivation. I think that wow. that stock could be a, a solid performer this year as well. Um, they make a prostate cancer drug that has already gone on to become uh, the market share leader in post-chemotherapy prostate cancer use. Um, they just this past September got the nod from the FDA to use that drug, Extandi, in the pre-chemotherapy indication. And, you know, just for comparison, you know, Zytega, which is uh, another drug, a competing drug, that has about, you know, that's two billion plus drugs. So I think that Medivation could eclipse one billion in sales for Extandi this year um, and has a really good shot of getting closer to the $1.5 billion range. But again, that's just you know, take that with a grain of salt. We never know what's really going to pan out in any of these drugs once they, they get up to speed. But based on what it did in the um, post-chemotherapy indication, I think it has a really good shot. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it could it could hit that uh, that blockbuster runway right next year, which would be huge. And, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's uh, as you mentioned, Medivation and Astellis's drug, Xtandi. Um, certainly, whenever someone's going head-to-head with Johnson & Johnson, uh, which is the Zytiga. You know, I always hesitate to bet against Johnson & Johnson, but Xtandi does um, seem to be a drug that, as you noted, you know, is really gobbling up market share. Now that it moves into that pre-chemotherapy um, indication for prostate cancer, which is an area where, I mean, there's a lot of need. I mean, prostate cancer is a, uh, a pretty common cancer and, and a big killer of men here in the United States. So really important to, um, to get um, more drugs, more options, better options out on the market. So I think there's a lot of a lot of opportunity with Medivation. I think it's one I'm going to be watching pretty closely. Um, although I would agree with you when I look at this list, Regeneron's probably my favorite. Yeah, as far as quality goes, the other thing that you know, I have a tough time deciding between the two. Yeah. But the reason that I picked Regeneron is just that I feel like it has a little bit more pipeline depth. You know, that yeah. it has the potential, obviously, for a second drug. Um, this year where Medivation is kind of a, I don't want to call it a one-horse show, but it, it kind of is for now. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a good point. And that, that means that you do have um, a, a more risk when that happens because, you know, if something goes wrong, um, somebody else comes out with a competitor, uh, somebody else starts uh, uh, revealing really good uh, data, um, and, you know, doctors start warehousing patients, then that's going to immediately, you know, hurt uh, Medivation while that other drug, you know, moves up in the clinical trials. So definitely something we want to watch very, very closely. Um, and I think something that, that does sort of put it a little bit further down uh, from Regeneron on that list. Um, well, uh, Todd, thank you. Uh, thanks, for your, thanks for your thoughts today. Uh, f- folks, uh, as you know, here at The Motley Fool, we have a lot of different investing styles. We're Motley. That's the whole point. Um, and one of the, um, one of the big things that uh, we focus on here, particularly in healthcare, is growth. Uh, we're always looking at growth stocks. Um, David Gardner, one of our co-founders, talks uh, extensively about growth stocks in uh, one of his newsletters, which is Rule Breakers at Fool.com. So uh, send us an email, growth at Fool.com. We can tell you a little bit more about how um, David identifies those kinds of fantastic growth stocks that could potentially give market-beating returns. Um, Todd, again, thank you. Um, check back to Fool.com for all of your healthcare and other investing needs. For The Motley Fool, I'm Michael Douglas. Fool on.